What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to the Creator Clubhouse podcast. We are out here. It's Friday for us, but it'll be Tuesday when you're listening to this. Best Tuesday ever. It's the best Tuesday ever. Seasons are changing. Uh, it's time for that pumpkin spice. <laughs> Those pumpkin spice coffees. I really do. Um, and we have a special guest today. Hey guys. Um, his name is Casey Levins. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and he is a DP who has been working with us on a few of our recent shoots. Um, so, what's up, man? Uh, I'm just super pumped to be on this podcast. Uh, I've done a few um, with other people, but I haven't done anything with any creative agencies. So, I'm yeah. really excited. Dope. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel to, to be. We were just having a conversation, but now it's like feels a lot more formal. Yeah, it feels a lot more formal. <laughs> I, I actually, as soon as I have my voice like coming to my own ears through headphones, I just immediately feel like a little bit more professional. Yeah. So established. Yeah, yeah. Very established. It feels it's great. It feels more real that way. It really does. I feel that. This is a vibe. Yeah. It's Big good. vibe. Well, Big well vibe. welcome. And you have a good week? Uh, yeah. Had a great week. Um, yeah. I mean, Sick. I don't know how much you want me to share, but it was, it was an incredible <laughs> maybe, week. Maybe yeah. not too much. Yeah, I just yeah. want to know what's good or bad. Yeah, I was just asking, but really, yeah. I started drinking uh, Turkish coffee. Yeah, and uh, I've been talking a, little, a lot about that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited actually. It's it's very. It feels very primal. Yeah, um, a good friend of mine showed showed me. Uh, you know the ways yeah and now that, that i've been doing it yeah it's just like it's 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 better than a pumpkin spice it's better than a pumpkin spice and okay. it's super simple you just boil coffee grounds and then pour it in a coffee cup yeah it's just oh, like, nice. yeah it's very it's not for everybody but you just basically just drink it until you get to the grounds and you uh call it quits it's, it's like cow- cowboy coffee cowboy coffee yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've never Dope. had cowboy coffee but it's I'm basically sure. that's it it's basically that yeah pretty much the same but you thing you do it over yeah. a campfire yeah. exactly 100 <laughs> yeah. you have a good yeah. week Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. It, I feel like it's been, it's been a good week. I feel like last week, maybe not so last good. Last week? Last week was kind of rough <laughs> <laughs> on all, on all fronts. This was, it's been a chill week. Yeah. yeah it's been great. Sun's out. Yeah. Yeah. And the smoke has cleared so we can I finally that's see the sky. really what we were needing. I think For we just real. needed some, some fresh air and sunshine. Yes. It really works wonders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Casey, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that we just launched um today yep. very excited or very excited friday friday yeah yeah okay Three. we launched it friday but you're gonna hear this on tuesday so it will be live on the art of visuals account do you want to tell us what it is yeah so essentially we went to new york uh me prince and dj we went to new york and uh took two sony xperia phones um xperia one mark threes dang if anyone's yeah. wondering yeah nailed dang. that name yeah. nailed it. there we it's go great. yep uh first time on the air too yeah so um if you guys haven't heard of it it's the xperia one mark three okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the video that we launched is basically just um just a recap of our trip we did a lot of fun things um Went through Brooklyn, went through the financial district, went through Times Square, um, Central Park, Central Park. Yeah. Uh, you'll see the guy singing. We paid him like 10 bucks to sing that song. And it uh, is kind of the backdrop of the whole video. And yeah. it kind of adds this like real local New York City flavor. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was that so whole trip fun. was fun. The and whole trip was fun. If you haven't fun. watched this video yet, you have got to it's go. It's on our IGTV. Poppin'. 
it is incredible. I've never been more captivated and blown away. And yeah. the fact that it was shot on a cell phone on will blow phone, your mind. You it's kind of crazy, actually. Nothing like, is impossible. I know. Like, Not anymore. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So after you, after you guys watch this, you better cop one because people are going to be popping off with yeah. this video. So no, so I wanted to talk to you, Casey, a little bit yeah. about just like the future. So Casey's a DP, and for anyone that doesn't know what a DP is, it's a director of photography. So basically, Casey's role when he comes onto a set is to look at the lighting. He looks at the script and he script and he comes up with like a visual interpretation of the script. And then he's in charge of on this specific shoot. He was actually filming with the camera, but he's in charge of. Uh, composing shots, camera movements, all of that stuff. And so he had something in his head that he was thinking kind of throughout. And I was just, I was just there kind of observing on this specific shoot, but, but I could see, you know, he was doing those things where he'll like, you know, run, run by something or like spin the gimbal and like look up at all this different stuff. And like, there's a lot of parodies of that, that I just die every time I see it. It's like, Hey, can I shoot your car? And then they like do all these movements and it's just like the camera. Influencers in the wild. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I felt like. But after seeing the footage, I was just absolutely blown away. There were a couple of things that like really stood out to me, um, on the camera, but was there anything camera wise that like jumped out to you right off the bat? Uh, the color science for sure. I I would say that's like the number one thing that I like about this is it feels like a cinema camera, even like as you're shooting it, like I didn't even have to grade it before I was feeling like I was watching footage off of a Sony Venice. Like yeah. it was, it was incredible. It's super solid. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that would be the first thing that I would say. Yeah. I really like it too, because even playback wise, like when you shoot something with somebody and you're shooting like log, let's say, and you show them the back of the camera it's kind of a little unimpressive because it's really flat. And on right. this camera, it's already, it looks great. It's already. like punchy. And it's already yeah. super cinematic yeah. and the colors are right and everything. And it just looks really good. So you show people yeah. after you film something with them like on the street and they're just like, whoa, yeah. this looks like a movie already yeah. before you've even done anything to it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it has it has a pretty wide dynamic range too. So like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how was it editing the footage? Um, editing the footage was, it was fun. Um, cause I, I mean, I was really surprised how much I can mess around with the curves and stuff. I, I lost a little bit of data in the, um, like the whites, but, yeah. um, but if I could just like deepen the, the blacks, uh, and, ju- and as long as it's like really well lit, I, f- I felt like really confident yeah. about it. So, so you normally shoot on a Sony camera. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I've been, uh, shooting, I've been shooting on Sony since 2016. Soon. Okay. Yeah. Even. Okay. So. I guess what were the differences from like a Sony, like a DSLR mirrorless camera, sorry, um, to shooting on a cell phone for you? Um, I mean, there's plenty of differences, probably, probably the, um, because one, one thing to really think about, especially in a shoot like this, this is all run and gun, right? So you want to like sustainable wise, like you want to be able to get high quality shots throughout the entire day. Yeah. And so having a, like a cell phone on a gimbal is a lot easier than like having a DSLR with the lens and an, you know, like a Ronin S mm-hmm. like that just gets back breaking over time. Yeah. So like if you have a cell phone, it's like, dude, I I'm confident all day. I can yeah. get banger shots on this. Yeah. So. Yeah, something I noticed. So we've done like a whole, basically a whole summer of shooting on these and no one, when you have a cell phone on a gimbal, like no one ever stops you. 
But like I always get yep. stopped whenever I have a camera. People are like, hey, you can't shoot here. Exactly. Get that out of yeah. here. You can yeah. take this thing into concerts, literally anywhere. It's tiny. Yeah. Super slim phone. And it sh- it's shooting like. It's, it's better. So I would say, I would say better than a lot of mirrorless cameras yeah. that are out there. Yeah. The color specifically just and, is so And solid. also the autofocus. Yeah. That autofocus was wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you see how it works with... Uh, with that subject that we had at the pier um, in Brooklyn, as I was pulling back, you can see. I mean, there's parts of it where it hunts a little bit, um, but for the most part, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, like for us, because we just shot something else that's going to release a little bit later. But there's a feature on it where you can like tap to rack focus in between mm. like two objects. Oh yeah, and the fact that you can do that on I don't I don't even know how the technology works, but the fact that you can do that. On a cell on phone a cell camera, phone it's kind of crazy. Like yeah. you can get a rack shot. Like how it's like crispy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on a on a camera, it's kind of wild. It's crazy. I think there's there's three lenses on the back. Okay, yeah. I, see. I should stop talking about that because I'm not super <laughs> technical. You're good. You're good. Yeah. There, so there there are three lenses on the back, but still, how it actually racks focus without like having a low aperture is mm-hmm. very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it, it blows my mind. The other thing is the slow motion is insane absolutely wild yeah yeah um the our, our favorite shot uh our team favorite yeah is is the shot where they're kicking the ball around and you can look like really close at like the the little beads in the turf fly yeah. up as his like foot lands on yeah. back on the turf yeah like yeah that was that was so it's like wild. 240 yeah or 120 slow-mo uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. Which one was your favorite out of the two? Uh, I was at 120 okay. for any time I was shooting slow-mo. Yeah. Because um, you lose a, a little bit of quality of 240. Mm-hmm. And um, that happens on any camera too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're trying to just like max out your SD card. Because the A7S three can get... Is it 240? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. No, no. Okay. Yeah, the S3 can't do 240. So this shoots higher than what the A7S three yep, can. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Anybody out there? want to get like super slow motion footage this is the camera it's the camera for you yeah okay so after shooting this i guess what do you think the next evolution is for mobile creators like what's next because to me to me this video like it impressed me a lot yeah what like our own team was able to create on just a cell phone yeah and i'm really curious like what's next for people on mobile like i feel like Hmm. personally that it's going to be like, there's going to be this whole slew of creators who are just like mobile only people. Yeah. yeah. And I, there's already a lot of them, but they're, they're not shooting. So there's people who shoot on their phones and that's all they do, but they're not shooting like really cinematic, yeah. crazy high quality. Like a lot of influencers or like people who just take content yeah. or shoot content, but it's like not like super high quality and creative content. Yeah, I think at some point what's gonna what's gonna happen, um, specifically with this phone, because the camera is remarkable. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think something that I really look forward to is being able to just have one phone, uh, you know, where I can I can go out and I shoot all this incredible footage, but I also can use it for everything else, you know, on my phone. Yeah. Um Yeah. For me, like I look forward to like traveling again, traveling more. And like taking just the phone and maybe like one yeah. one other camera and not having to have like this crazy kit. Yeah. And to be able to capture, especially for like brands, like nonprofit stuff, to be able to go out and get like high quality content that they can actually use 
with just the camera or with just the phone and a gimbal is like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. To go back to your point about it being low profile. Um, if you go into the video, you'll see, um, the footage that I got in the restaurant. Um, we didn't even really need to like go super crazy. Like all I asked was, uh, if we could go stand by the kitchen, we asked the waiter and she's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And I think if we were to have like a larger camera that probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And so I think, um, creators now with these mobile phones will be able to, um, create in more intimate settings. Um, like easier, like it'll be way more accessible. Yeah. Um, and I know people like Brandon Lee, you know, he spends like three months in a foreign country with like different families and stuff, building relationships with them where I feel like with this, it's like you, you're not intimidating. Hmm. So like you just have a phone and you just walk up and you're like, Hey, I have, I have this phone Yeah. and it's not like I'm pulling out this camera and like putting on the lens and balancing Batteries. The, everything yeah. that yeah. like intimidates people. Forgetting the base plate for the stabilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, you're never going to live that down. That happened one time on a shoot with us. No, what, there's one last thing too I want to talk about with this. It's, it's so like you can go full manual yeah. on the camera. So yep. you can adjust everything yep. from your ISO to your shutter speed, um, white balance, all of that on the on the phone. And it is yeah. the exact same menu. Like we've used a Sony yeah. Venice in some of our bigger shoots. It's the same menu system as a Venice. And so somebody who's used to doing cinema stuff it's like it i would say it's even like a step above for the video like the pro camera on here it's a step above what the type of menu that you would get on the sony on the yeah. uh it, on the like a7 yeah because it's so easy to use because it's just a bunch of like square buttons that you just toggle on or off yep. and you you tap the buttons and it's like it's like their pro cinema setup yeah yeah i think any dp really prides themselves in being able to um take control of all of the settings yeah. and make it look really good. Yeah. And the fact that you can do that on a phone, um, it like, it really sets it apart. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to work with any other phone Dang. just because of the like manual settings yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I think the pro- the end product like kind of speaks for itself too. It's right. like, it, it right. shows that yeah. we got, I feel like we got into a flow with it mm-hmm. and like, I think you have to be able to get into a flow with like a product to really like, Yes. To use it and to get something that's like artistic and creative yeah. and, and suits your style. And I feel like we got there. And to uh, to kind of um, build off of that point, it was a very t- small learning curve. Hmm. I think it, I think our first like couple hours being there oh, for sure. was the learning curve. Yeah. And then the rest was like, we're yeah. just going to hit this out of the park. Yeah. A couple of tools too I just wanted to bring up that we, that we used in this. If you watch the video and you're like, oh, I can never do that because... Like, I don't have all the stuff. We used a DJI Osmo gimbal, and then we used Moment ND filter mounts, and then we used Peter McKinnon ND filters. So we have a, I think, a five to, or a three to five stop, and then a seven to nine stop ND filter. And that was all that we used yep. the whole time. That's it. And the end phone. Yep. So all of that stuff all together, I think is probably less than $500 yeah. um, of extra add-ons, but that was it. Yep. Which was crazy. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah. So <laughs> love that. Okay, so do you have any tips? Let's let's say someone is trying to up their mobile videography game. Do you have any tips for somebody trying to do that? Hmm. Can you ask me that again? Yeah, do you Sorry have any you. T- <laughs> no. Do you have any tips for someone trying to get into shooting on mobile? Do you have one V? I was just going to say to just do it. Yeah. 
to just start off and like if you're going on a hike one morning try and get a bunch of like a variety of some macro shots some wide shots some movement Mm -hmm. some still and put a video together yeah like the hardest thing is just to start a hundred percent i think that reels like between tiktok reels like all of these things like i feel like video is the i feel like just an just a photo on instagram is not enough anymore to tell the story yeah i feel like you can do such a better job telling a story and you already see creators doing it it's just they're not doing it in a cinematic way and so to be able to do it in a cinematic way but also just like document your life i think is really interesting and it's something you could just always have with you so i think a good challenge would be to like leave your camera at home and try and do shoots with just the phone which is it's a challenge like i know v and i just did a shoot the other day and it was like we were only shooting on the phone so like you have to be aware of the lighting you have to be aware of these things it was a challenge, but the photos came out amazing. Yeah. And like, we yeah. actually like sent them to like the model and like the company that, um, that we were shooting with and they were blown away by the photos, which is yeah. crazy. They're like, you got yeah. that on a phone? Yeah. 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 Well, and also I think for anybody who wants to get into creating on mobile is like uh, all all that it really boils down to, and you can you can say this you know forever, but it's just like what are you like what story are you telling? For sure, and and you can use anything for storytelling. Um, you don't have to buy all these you know camera bodies and lenses to be able to do storytelling. Um, and yeah, some of the most effective uh, stories are shot on very simple setups. So That's yeah, good. yeah, you That's can good. do anything. Another tip I have for if you're shooting on mobile, no matter what phone you're using, wipe your freaking lens. <laughs> Literally, that's like the number one thing that I see. Like sure. the, the cameras are so good. Yeah. And like because it's a device that you carry around in your pocket and yeah. you're like handling it all day, whatever. There's always thumbprints and yeah. smudges and all that stuff. And anytime like I'll be walking around and people will like ask me to take a photo. First thing I do is wipe it. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my gosh, like you're shooting so much better photos than I'm. And I'm like, it's really not just that wipe different. Your lens, just guys. wipe the lens because everything will be sharp. Yeah. Like the camera just functions better when you yeah. wipe your lens. That's that here, one's free. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's another. Yeah. That, that's a free. One. Yeah. Um, this one's not for free. OK. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, is, you can Venmo him. Yeah, you can Venmo me. Um, so yeah, shooting on the gimbal, what I realized, uh, is the gimbal was so light that the movements weren't as smooth. So Mm. if if you, uh, were to get a mount for like, like get like a Ronin S see, and I wouldn't recommend this all the time, but like, if you want to get really specialty shots and get very smooth shots, um, mount it on something a little heavier. Um, but like, I don't think you'll need to do that. Like I said, all the way through. Um, but yeah, I would say that's that's one thing I was for sure. thinking as you were talking about that. For sure, like even adding some weight or like kind yeah. of balancing it, yeah. that's something that we've had to do for different shoots is like make it a little bit heavier so yeah. the so the gimbal even registers it because the phone's so yeah. light that like where like with a Ronin and like the mount and everything, obviously not everybody's going to have that, but if you're like a cinema creator yeah. who shoots yeah. mostly on a DSLR and you want to try the phone, you already have this stuff, yeah. easy peasy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this is just like to any filmmaker, uh, in general, but like follow through with each shot, you know, like if you're going from point A to point B, just like, just follow through all the way. Um, hold, I, I I always tell people to hold it for like two Mississippi after the action's done because so many people cut and they don't leave a a breath of room. 
And so yep. if you need it later, like you can't go back. Exactly. Just shoot a little bit more. Shoot a tiny bit more always yeah. for sure. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So now we're just going to shift a little bit and talk more about just creativity in general. So I just want to get like some of your perspective, Casey, because like you're obviously like a really talented DP. Um, we're going to start working with you a lot more. And I'm just curious, like some of your philosophy on, around work and envy you too on this. Um, but what do you wish people, and, and as you're listening to this too, I think something to think about is like to, to process these own questions. I had a conversation with someone this week where like they asked me this question, like, what do you wish people said about your work? And it's like, it just kind of makes you frame it in a way of like, okay, is my stuff consistent? And like, I think it's really important to like every so often gather everything you have and like look through it. Um, but Casey specifically, what do you, what do you wish people said about your work? Uh, I think consistency is actually a pretty good one. I, I, uh, I think that's the one thing that I've lacked over the years is consistency and doing, you know, things that are more, uh, like repeatable and, Hmm. um, in a sense, like not like predictable and content, but like, oh yeah, he's going to post every week or whatever. So I think that's probably one thing that I would say that I wish they, they not just would say, but could say, which is something I want to improve on. So, um, also I always, anytime I create something, my biggest hope is that there'd be some sort of message, um, conveyed, uh, not, not, necessarily overtly but definitely covertly okay um and so i hope that there's at least one person that reaches out and just said hey like this really impacted me and like here's why yeah that's good what about you v um i would say it sounds so cheesy and typical but like basic just just that they feel almost like a deeper emotion than like the actual event because a lot of things i'll film that just like evokes that emotion of like, Oh, I wish I could go back to that. And it might even be like a mundane moment, Mm -hmm. but like just to multiply the moment, I guess to like Mm -hmm. go back and it's almost like you feel that again. You like magnify the emotion that's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I think you do that too. Thanks. Thanks dude. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think for me, what I wish people said about my work or like, you know, could take away from it. I think it would be like perspective. And I've heard this a couple of times. It's like, even though it's like, you know, something basic, people are like, I could tell that you shot it. And I like, I like hearing that. Yes. Cause I'm like, I had some kind of yes. like different level of perspective. Another thing I heard this past week, which was really funny is like, this was from like a film photographer that I really respect. And he was like, he was like, all of your shots look really rushed. And like, he just didn't say anything else. And I was like, can you elaborate on that? And he was like, it feels like you're like kind of jumping in and like stealing the moment, but like the emotions there, but it's like almost this like fast, like most of the, a lot of them are blurry. They're not always in focus, but he's like, it feels like you're like, like sneaking the moment. And I was like, I kind of like that. Like, that's really interesting. Like, like he didn't mean it as a compliment, but you took it as one. I think he did mean it like (laughs) after he was like, he's really good. He's like, it's just like when I do a shot, like everything has to be in focus and I have to compose it and I have to like do all of these things. And I'm like, I just don't really care about that. I'm like, I want to feel 
what they're feeling yes. and I want somebody to feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. And like, it's just this whole thing. That's like, if the mood's not right, I'm just like, I don't even want to shoot. That's a good way to, to describe your work. I would say the same thing. Like nah, rushed. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> it yes, feels like very poorly rushed. done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I love actually just how love actually, well, um, I, I love how you just like, don't really think too much about the, yeah, like the, even just like the composition and like quality of the image, but the quality of the moment experience is what you want to capture. It's like, what is the actual experience like? Hmm. Um, and you don't even really want to like convey like what the experience was like. You just want to like be in the moment and like just capture it and yeah. just like whatever that is yeah is. that's where that's where i've never been good at like i'm horrible at like commercial specific photography where i have to just like shoot a model shoot a product because mm-hmm. i'm like i want to shoot the candids yeah and like yeah. i want to post the outtakes and the things that are like not the even like b i like shooting bts better than i like being the main shooter always yeah because i'm like this is what this is the real thing this is yes. like the the scene behind the scene yeah um yeah okay i got a question for uv uh, what do you think the key to success is for being a good creator? Mobile, video, design, whatever. To stay in your lane. <laughs> Don't try and mimic what everyone else is doing. If something inspires you, go, yeah, yeah. go get after it. For and sure. You dabble in a lot of stuff when you're getting started. Yeah. But go with what feels natural. Yeah. That's good. So like, I think the start of that is creating a bunch just like with anything, like even like with like with TikTok, with Instagram, with anything that you're trying that's new, you like have to make all this stuff all at once or like, you know, over time, whatever. And you put it out there and you see what resonates with people and you see where you can have like a different perspective and like a different point of view on something. And then you're like, okay, these are the things that I'm really talented at and being self-aware talking to other people I think is Mm -hmm. important too. But then it's like, okay, these are my things, but you don't, need to copy people either yeah and yeah. look yeah. look for stories for all sure. around you and yeah. get started right away because there's good. so many there's good story everywhere yeah so many good stories yeah. and if you're just capturing stories just to throw it on your instagram yeah i'm just calling it out it's like just calling me out no oh no no no, no no i'm not <laughs> i just mean like that's how we think now and that's yeah. kind of sad because it's like if you just rather than having to put out all this content mm. and everyone's different this is how i view it but if if you just look at the stories and go after them, find like film something that you're actually passionate about and has like a depthy story, even if it takes you two months to yeah. finish, don't just crank it out in a week because you want to get to the next thing. But yeah. tell a, tell the whole story. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. What about you? What would I? What do you think the key to success is for being like a solid creator? If there was one thing, one takeaway, I would just say be okay with failure. Um, like be totally okay with, uh, not always like achieving what you would expect and letting go, um, letting go of those expectations. Cause I think that, um, with social media, especially there's just so much, I mean, it's, it's competing at a global level Mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Um, and you can just get so caught up in comparing where, uh, kind of, uh, you know, building off of what Vieira was saying is if you just focus on the craft and like 
just it's totally okay to like mess up. Um, in fact, messing up is great. I'm so much more grateful for my failures than yeah. I am my successes because that pain taught me a lot more yeah. than the successes. Yeah. Like when you forget a base plate, when you once, forget a freaking base plate, you never do it again. Never you know, do, when you're in New York and only have one chance to use the gimbal. Dude, in the shop <laughs> I, just you, I know <laughs> it would have been so cool. Dude, It would have been so sick. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Sam Calder, we're coming for you. <clears throat> I forgive you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> This is me officially letting it go. Yeah. On that the was podcast. that was after I wiped the bird poop off of your shoulder though. You did. So yeah. you know, I think we're even. We're, we're square yeah. for sure. Um okay, what do you think makes for a good story? What are some of the elements that make for a good story? Because my thing is whether you're shooting on a phone, whether you're shooting for Instagram stories, whether you're shooting a documentary, like story is king when it comes to content. And I think that if more people focused on that, like content as a whole would be better. Mm-hmm. So is there like a specific element or something like when you're thinking like visually about storytelling, like what makes a good story? I would say authenticity. Um, like what is, is like already good and of itself. Yeah. And I think, and I think if you were to try to capture something and, and, and manipulate it into something that you hope it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about this kind of storytelling, yeah. like what we did in New York. Um, this isn't like script writing or anything like that. Obviously we can talk about like conflict and like all that stuff. But when it comes to like run and gun storytelling like this, I would say, just be completely present. Mm-hmm. And I think whatever is happening um, is the story and learning how to appreciate that story. That's like good. for instance, the dinner thing. So we, what, uh, Oh, also context. Yeah. Context is everything. Um, I joke, I joke about this <laughs> with my friends, but like, but like you can always zoom out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so like when we're in the restaurant, it's like, okay, we had, we had the outside of the restaurant. Now what's it like on the inside? Yeah. Oh, and what are they serving? And, yeah. and now what's it like inside the ramen? And what's it yeah. like? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. You, and then you come out and there's a soccer ball. Yeah. yeah there's a soccer ball in the ramen. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's important. I think a lot of creators forget that, especially I see it a lot in photography, but a really good photographer or cinematographer, they take you on a journey to the thing. So yeah, it's like, yeah. if you're going into a room or if you're like, sometimes they'll start on someone's eyes and it's like, yep. you just see the emotion in the eye and it, you're like, Oh, I wonder what's happening here. And then they mm-hmm. zoom out and then you see the room or they do it the opposite. It's like 10,000 foot view. Yep. And I think those perspectives kind of lead you in like these interesting ways. And it's like, yes. it makes you be like, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah. 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 So like if you were to start on the person and then end up with the environment, you're telling the story about the environment and this person in it. But then when you start in the environment and then end on the person, it's kind of like you see the world falling apart. But then we're talking about this person, and how they responded to it. So it's kind of like that's good. Two different. That's good. V, what about you? What do you think makes a good story? I just, I feel like we were just like in a really philosophical, <laughs> I was really in that. Sorry, let me go. No, back. you're I good. I thought I would. Yeah, it's just, just gone. Oh. I can, I can talk oh, about. I, I oh, yeah, was just thinking that what we filmed uh, like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I loved that we spent time 
first of all, just kind of going through his story without him there mm-hmm. and us kind of like going back and forth, not getting too stuck in a vein, like kind of like what Casey's talking about of like almost forcing what you think would be good rather yeah. than just. And so we did this interview. This video is going to come out in a little bit, but we did an interview and it was really cool because we got to spend probably an hour or two hours before. We already know the guy. Yeah. So that made it a lot easier. But it just, everyone gets more comfortable. You start joking, you start talking. Then the interview starts and then the story starts getting pulled out and it's beautiful and it's Mm -hmm. way better than what we had, what we were probably stuck on Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, Thankfully, we're just really, yeah, go (laughs) so open and go with the flow. Yeah. Um, But I feel like a mixture of that, obviously, just a good story and focusing really on the actual piece yeah. rather than forcing like rushing through an interview and then just getting a bunch of b-roll yeah but i also think what sometimes is lacking is a variety of b-roll yeah. like throw in some colors throw in some landscapes or yeah. in i just think that that's always yeah. a fun way to accentuate the story for sure i love a look shot too like just the the shot where someone is just staring at the camera as like you hear their voice in the background especially if it's like slow-mo or like yeah kind of a push in because i think so like there's so much emotion you can communicate in the eyes. Totally. Like you can tell a whole story with no words or anything like that. Just like looking at someone's eyes. And yeah. I feel like good talent can kind of like bring that out too. Um, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think that that being, it's like have a little bit of structure, but let the story tell itself. And I think that being open to that being, being, and, and to do that, you have to know how to use your camera. And you have to know like that should be like almost second nature. So that way you can pay attention to the things that really matter. And what really matters is the human on the other side of the lens. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get so caught up on like, is my aperture right? My shutter speed. And I've dealt with this with like, with, with like newer, like video people where they're like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like it's not exactly 180 shutter rule. And, and I'm just like, yo, it can be like a little bit off and that's okay because there's a human right there who's like watching you have a meltdown because we're not like at 180 shutter. And he's like, (laughs) Got it. Got it. it. Is okay. So the, the spectrum of creative. Yeah. It's like you have the super professional. Everything is always dialed, and so in focus. And they can also like obviously tell, it's not like one or the other. Then you have like the really creative, the guy that's just whipping out his camera. Yeah. The rushed guy. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> thief. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. The, the memory thief. Yeah. But then it's just so funny because everyone kind of falls along somewhere along on yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. And nothing's none. Nothing about it is exactly. wrong. Yeah. I think it's just the more, the more repetition that you have that I think the end goal is like removing the camera and connecting with the human. Yes. And I think that that's like, it's really easy to forget that. And I think you could tell my thing on storytelling is I think you could tell a story with a photo, with a video, with anything. I think if you approach a shoot, even if it's a commercial shoot, it's like, how do we tell a story here? What is the story here? Because I think any, any content that you're making is storytelling. Yeah. So like if you take a step back, let I don't know, let's say you're shooting coffee and it's like you're at a coffee shop and, and you want to tell a story. Maybe it's two friends connecting or maybe it's, you know, a person who's feeling really introspective, getting in the zone, studying, whatever it is. Like, how do you tell that story and represent this thing visually? A lot of that's what what you have to do as a DP, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Something I keep in mind um, just like as a DP is motion and emotion Hmm. so uh does the emotion that this uh part of the story call for static motion like no motion or or like am i doing a slow pull am i Mm -hmm. doing a slow push am i like 
you know, like what, what, what part of the subject am I highlighting is the subject even in the video? Like, um, so yeah, for example, the, um, Xperia video that we just posted, um, a lot of the shots are like really fast paced and Mm -hmm. like a lot of dramatic movement. Yeah. Um, and that's because like we wanted to show the fast pace movement and emotion of New York. Like New York is a really fast paced city. So like I am going to be running around and I'm going to look like an idiot, but like, like, you know, when you get the footage, it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. The end product speaks for itself. And watching you map out these shots like one into the next one was like really interesting because you're like hey then we're gonna and then we're like (laughs) yeah it was just like really funny was i making like the whoosh sound effect i mean not really like maybe that's what i perceived yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. i was just watching like what was happening in your head and i think you were writing some of it down too at some point Mm -hmm. too like in a notebook you're like we're gonna like (laughs) (laughs) and i describe it with sound yeah i could never yeah Yeah. it's super this from me but you do it so well i think i appreciate that no i I definitely have a lot of fun my biggest inspiration and i i mentioned him earlier uh brandon lee man I would love to meet that guy, but, uh, no, he, he does that really well. Um, and it's all about screen direction. So, uh, like when I was transitioning into the restaurant, um, the camera like kind of goes down and then through the door and then it whips around after you open it Yeah. and then it whips back and you see like it fades between like cabinets and then, or like a, I think it's like a curtain and then cabinets. And then basically you just think about like, okay, it's going from left to right. The next shot's going to go left to right. Yeah. And we're going to show what is happening in this restaurant. So like yeah. we're at the restaurant, there's people in it. All right. And then the next shot, I'm going to show food being made. And you see her like writing on the receipt. It was, I don't know how, like, yeah. I didn't even tell her like action or anything. She's, I was just, just did it. You're just captured in real yeah. life. Exactly. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. Um, actually we have a surprise for you because Brandon is here right now oh for real yeah brandon Wait, do you want to come at? on out no i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> Dude. So... oh my gosh <laughs> wait what <laughs> sorry i had to oh, Brandon Lee is, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna find we'll it. Figure I it out. don't, I didn't believe you. Yeah, okay. I, I think I made I it think look like a, no, he had a glimmer. <laughs> he had a little <laughs> glimmer in your eye. I was, that was completely acting. He's a I was acting. Guy. I yeah. I think you believed it. I, it's okay. I definitely it. didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I'm a realist. As yeah. much as I'm an optimist, I like, yeah. I, I feel like, <gasps> DJ believed that he was you, actually, you yeah. believed, I yeah. Knew. Okay, like, wait, what? Okay. Um, okay, so Casey, what kind of content are you consuming right now? Like platform specific, maybe, or even if it's just like a person, like you said before, like Brandon Lee. Um, but what are you watching? What am I watching right now? Um, I honestly, I haven't, I haven't been consuming as much. Uh, yeah. So like, online just been creating. Content. Yeah, just been creating, reading more. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry to, to like no, to give you a that's dead okay. answer, I know but what DJ's yeah, say. don't. Uh, okay, what about you? <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> what's what's the what's your favorite okay, TikTok? Okay, okay, I'm gonna get into it. Okay, <laughs> the most fascinating thing has been happening on TikTok and and Instagram, and like I've been I've been just watching and paying attention, but TikTok Live uh-huh. is fascinating. Okay, it is. You could because you can go to like a, there's a live section and you can just swipe through and watch all these different lives and there's these people going live that are just doing the most wild and interesting things and I've just been like like dancing. so fascinated it's not dancing it's okay. like 
there's people having conversations so they'll be like interviewing someone else whatever but then there's one that's like it's like a hip-hop grandma or like <laughs> there's one that's like someone who does like costume makeup and it's just them like doing costume makeup on their face just for the live and they answer questions and do all this stuff it is so there's a there's an Andy warhol quote that it, that says in the future everyone will be famous for 15 minutes and it feels like that's like really happening because like you know, some of these lives will have 50 people on them and some of them have 5,000 yeah. and there's just questions coming in, but it's like, oh my gosh, it's such a like experiment in humanity. And like, you can just see real, real people and you can see their reactions. It's like weird questions come in and they're just like, what? And just the, the types of conversations that are happening there. Fascinating. I love that. That's one thing. And then I watched Outer Banks too, which is like really good. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, so I'll confess, I've been watching prank videos on YouTube. Okay. Just like that, that I, I know that has nothing to do with like our conversation, but like yeah. prank videos are, yeah. are pretty funny Dang. for me right now. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah. I actually, so I had to film for like a prank show at oh, one point you? in oh, my okay. career. Oh, wow. And it was, uh, so we like did a whole we gas station. A prank I actually, I would love to be fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would, okay. I would have a blast. Well, like the, the weird thing is like, re, so like reality TV yeah. is all scripted uh, and okay. like a lot of jokes. I mean, maybe not the ones that you're not watching, true, but DJ. <laughs> it's not true. every show is scripted, nope. but like the Hills wasn't <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> I would love to be on a on a prank video. No, but literally I had guy. like I want to say like nine GoPros and oh I had to like gosh. plant them all over this uh convenience like a gas station. And like I had to go in and hit record on every single one of them. I had to sync all the video and the audio and the whole thing and it, and we had to like so that, like they didn't get it oh multiple gosh. times. Yeah, yeah. And so then you have to dump nine cards oh. and like reset them all. Bro. And like the go, this is like early GoPro. So the GoPros are overheating. And I was just like, I, there's no, I never want to do this again. It was so stressful. Yeah. Anyways, That's hilarious. but I love that you're consuming prank. Is it like impractical jokers kind of stuff or, uh, no, it's, it's, there's, there's like one guy on YouTube and he just goes to like college campuses and just like, he has like a theme of the day. Yeah. Like one of them and he'll just like walk up behind someone and just go, Hey, just like really <laughs> yeah. loud and then ask like a really normal question, like a normal yeah. voice or like he'll get a, he'll be t walking up to this couple and be like, Hey, can you get a picture of me? And then hands the phone to the guy and then like puts his arm around the girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like these are all things that you would do. I would totally do that. I've seen Casey pull some pranks. Oh my god! I can't talk about them. Yeah, yeah, that's off air. That wasn't a prank. Yeah, pranks for sure. Okay, what about you, V? What What have you been consuming? Just gonna be honest with you guys. Do it. My cousin and I, our guilty pleasure at night is to watch. Is it The Bachelor? No. Okay, good. Jeez. Wife Swap from 2004. Okay. And you guys, it is. It's that's a good show. Going back. Wait. I just think 2004 that was like a few years ago I think I've seen it that. is like you guys it yeah. is the best entertainment yeah and then I get so into it that I start googling like what happened to this family like they for sure yeah. got a divorce or like something that's like, crazy <laughs> it just makes you be like wow people yeah. are so different people yeah. are wild yeah. my okay I'm fascinated by reality TV because I'm like what there's something in it that draws people to reality TV 
And I don't understand what that thing is because it doesn't call to me. Like The Bachelor, I watch that and I'm just like. Well, everything's so fake. Now, the thing about this, first, it was like right when reality oh, yeah. really started. So it's, it's actually real. genuine. They, yeah. Now everything is so. Yeah. But like what draws people to something like The Bachelor? Drama. Is it the drama? Do you think? Yeah. I think so. Because I feel like you can watch it. Like I've, I've like popped in on a few episodes and I'm like, you can tell what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to get weird. And it's like, you know, and it's yeah. just that like you're watching a train wreck. Yeah. But it's so entertaining. And then you get hooked on like one person and then they come back for something. You want to watch like what yeah. is happening. And it's like, you know, even in The Bachelor, like they kind of broke the fourth wall and they like show the producers talking to the people and being like, because there's like, just like a TV show, there's like character development and they're like, oh, your character needs to be more spicy or more angry or like you have to have a freak out or whatever. And they like started showing that on The Bachelor and they just like don't even care anymore. They're just like, yeah, here's what's (laughs) happening. And like, it's just so weird to me. I don't understand the fascination there, but I respect it. I don't know anything about the new Bachelor, so I literally have. And then the, input. there's I the DJs when he's bringing it up. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. I think DJ DJ lives. Like, I've just like, DJ, in, but like they said, this they yeah. Said, DJ DJ is the Bachelor. And then Jenna A was like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We should, do an we should do a little season of the Bachelor. Oh, no. Just DJ, just DJ Hard is pass. the Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> All That's these basically his live no, women. Stop. Oh my God, Jesus! Stop, stop. <laughs> All right, so Casey, um, like looking forward to the future, mm. we've had a few conversations about yeah. this. Um, where do you think creators, like platform wise, or even just in general, like where do you think creators should be setting their focus? What should they be focusing on? The subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> wow! Um, I know you talk about YouTube a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess, I guess I do. Um, Way too much. Honestly, I, I can't, you think so? No. Okay. I, I feel like that's kind of like just what I want to do. So yeah. I bring it up a lot. Go there. Um, dude, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm the right person to ask that. Yeah. Like I'm not an expert in like what's next with like technology and stuff. Yeah. But you're, um, you're pretty, but, you're pretty bullish on YouTube still bullish yeah like you you still think it's a good <laughs> sorry excuse me what sorry yeah, i'm like bullish talking bullish about? means like you you no, I, know, I know what bullish okay is, but <laughs> okay. i'm like why are you saying that like yeah well because we've had conversations about yeah, it yeah. before and yeah. you're always like i think youtube is is where the focus should be because there's a lot of opportunity for growth okay here's here's why the reason why is because there's so there okay so a, a lot of creators are moving to tiktok um and doing this like it's just like turn and burn stuff Mm -hmm. but like the quality um if you want to like really invest in the quality of like cinematography but i really still feel like youtube is an incredible platform for um like the like the the flagship content like if if your company or your brand um has like a bunch of different content on different platforms, I would say the like the meat and potatoes of the content should be on YouTube. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, and also like Instagram is just becoming like, it's so much more diluted Yeah. and it's not, it's not like, it's not creator friendly like it used to be. It's yeah. very much so like, it's so yeah, it's just diluted. Like yeah. it's, it's not like a place to 
to like put really high quality content on for anymore. sure for sure if you want it to like get traction yeah i feel like it's not always authentic either like right. it's harder to tell a long form story yeah. in a place where it's just the the scroll yeah that's where i feel like youtube kind of wins is like you go to youtube to watch longer form content and like con- really connecting with the brands yeah like like I wouldn't go to um, I wouldn't go to someone's Instagram to really connect with that person. I would yeah. want to watch like longer form content. Yeah, you know, it, like so. it's it. I think it's app specific too. Like like obviously TikTok, it's like three minute upload limit. Instagram, I think is like a one minute. Um, just like for the for the reels, but like YouTube, it's like you have pretty. You know, you can upload something that's an hour, yep. and like people go there with that in mind that they're yep. going to sit and watch content and there's not like, you know, people yeah. DMing them, even Facebook's the same way. It's like, you can watch longer form content on there, but it's like a spot where you're consistently getting notifications yeah. and like you can shop on Facebook and you can, totally. there's a million things you can find love on Facebook. There's a million things you can do. And I feel like that's actually where Instagram and Facebook kind of shot themselves in the foot is like trying to stuff too much into their apps Yeah, that like no one feature is important. Like if everything's important, this is a design thing, but if everything's important, then nothing's important. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like that's where they've taken it, where YouTube for sure has really stayed true to the essence of like their four creators. It's longer form content. It's like you go there to watch content and that's it. Yeah. And you yeah. can get ad revenue and it's like they honor their creators that way. Yeah. Um, I, like, in this conversation, I, like I keep thinking about this, I personally th- have think that in the future, in person stuff is going to be really high value. Yeah. So like local stuff, hmm. um, like investing in your local community. Yeah. Um, even with like, uh, like if you're going to premiere a video, don't premiere it on YouTube. Premiere it in person and have like a project. I don't know that. Yeah. That's that, a good idea. Yeah, I just I feel like with um, the direction everything's going, especially with um, you know after just the last year and a half. Yeah. What happened? You, what I'm happened? <laughs> <laughs> we crave connection. And, yeah. And we crave authenticity, and I think uh, there's a level of authenticity that you can't get without actually being in person. Hmm. So I've. Yeah. Everybody out there, if you're creating for YouTube and all these social platforms, try investing into your local community and and set up a, I feel like that would just be fun anyways, just to like have a, everyone make like a little short film and just have a premiere and have some popcorn. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. I love that. That's great. I heard a quote the other day too. That was like the longer people spend on their screens, Vieira. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, the longer people spend on a screen, the more valuable in-person interactions become. And I think that's like never been more true. It's yeah. like yeah. the in-person, like we notice with us, the real impact that we have is in our events. Yes. And like the real, where we get really good feedback on things, whatever it is, is when we go and do a panel or yeah. like when we're talking to people in person, like, I feel like that's where we really thrive. And I think that the real yeah. world is like, there's no substitute for it. Yeah. 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 And it requires a different energy. Yeah. Like, like you're, huh. you, you have to, you have to like sh- totally shift your mindset to think that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause, cause like after creating so much for social media, thinking about making like a premiere night, like that's just, it's just a different mindset, yeah. which I think is just like a healthy next level. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think that's probably in the next few years, something to really think about, uh, adding value to your own local community. Hmm. It's good. That's a good thought. Rad. Um, Vieira, what do you think is the future for content? Where should people be? <laughs> Where should they be focusing? 
for sure Twitter. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, I loved Casey's answer. Yeah. Can I just... You can just piggyback on that. I'm going to piggyback on that. It wasn't in my head, but I love that. I think people are craving like going back. Yeah. I think people are going to start getting flip phones again. I think people are going to start exiting social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, what's happened over the last, uh, you know, 10, 15 years is you've had like a diminishing of what's called regionalism. Yeah. Um, And so like over time now you have this globalism going on where it's like you have a global market with global competition. And so you have uh, higher like higher expectations, higher stakes. And so you have a higher level of people, you know, experiencing depression and things like that, because it's like, there's this unrealistic expectation where it's like, we weren't designed to, to be that way. We're we're designed to be like in a tribe and, and to Mm. like really love our community and our families. Um, and so like we didn't evolve, you know, like to this level to where it's like yeah. we're competing with millions of people around yeah. the world. It's like, and, and being able to really appreciate mm. what we have right in front of us yeah. as it is right now, I feel like is absolutely crucial for mental health. Um, and also, f- uh, really for storytelling, yeah. like you spend m- facts, dude. Well, the yeah. most, the most incredible stories that I've found for myself has been simply just from like recognizing how incredible my family is. Yeah. Like, Dang. like recognizing like, Oh wow. My mom and my dad are really great people. Wow. My siblings are awesome people. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. taking my eyes off of like, like chasing the clout and all that stuff and recognizing I have incredible people right in front of me. I like, got great clout in my family. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> For, for sure. sure the most Instagram yes. followers of any of my siblings hands down. Yeah. Same. Yeah. For sure. No, can I just offer up like a, a different perspective too on like kind of what you're talking no. about? No. Okay. I think we for should sure. just end now. All cool. right, yeah, no, we'll just call this there. <laughs> no, I heard a very interesting uh I had an interesting conversation with yeah. a guy. Yeah. He's an engineer for like a huge tech company and he works with all the all the big boys. And he was talking about how the advancements that technology is making is purposefully pulling people away from community and and pushing them towards like a more global thing. And rather than people consciously making a shift back to like community mindset, there's going to be more of a draw for like the mass, but then there's like a percentage of people who will turn away from that. So like, it's almost the same thing how like start cults. No, okay. uh, <laughs> it's almost the same thing how like different drugs affect different people differently. So like one person might get addicted to something a lot easier than another person. Let's say it's like alcohol, whatever it's like in their genetic programming that they just are more um, like susceptible to addiction. And so what he was talking about is how like these companies already know they've literally engineered an app that is just literally giving you this constant drip of dopamine all day long and certain people can't step away from that the same way that certain people might be more addicted to nicotine they're more addicted to that and so mm-hmm. what they're looking at is like there's going to be they and it's already like kind of like broken out but he's like there's gonna be 80 percent of the people that are going to get more sucked into this online world and the more like in depth it gets the more sucked in they're going to get and then there's going to yep. be another percentage of people who can like step away from that and literally just like look up and see like what's happening around and those people yeah 
are the ones like even the people creating it, like the Jeff Bezos and the Zuckerberg and everything like that. They know that. And they're people that can look up and see the world, but they're creating these tools that are almost like enslaving people. And it's going to become more and more as time goes on because technology is evolving. Like it's, it's evolved a lot, but it's the growth curve now is exponential. So it's going to get better and better and better, smarter and smarter and smarter. And it's going to know how to like captivate people's attention who can't step away from it. So, Yeah, slave colonies on Mars. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, I just don't feel bad. It's like just no, like, just like you as an adult have the opportunity to eat healthy, and you have the opportunity to go yeah. get get healthy by working out. Yeah, totally. You also, it is your responsibility to be able to manage and know when too For much sure. is too yes. much. So it's. Yes. But yeah. I, it's your choice. You have the power. I agree. I think it is. It's for sure. A <laughs> Fight the resistance. Yeah. I feel like I know I have a very addictive personality yeah. because what's that? It's like a movie where the guy holds the cigarettes in his pocket, but he doesn't have them. He yeah. said it makes him feel strong. Or no, I don't remember what it's from. Maybe it's a movie. That's how I feel. TikTok is on my phone and yeah. I open it up maybe once like every three months because it would take it's over addictive. my yeah. life. Yeah. I don't get the draw with TikTok. Oh my gosh. It's short amazing. form content. Every time so I go funny. on there, I'm like, what? Like, you, you have to interact with I it a little I bit. I control myself better, but I I've can't. tried yeah. interacting with it and it's like, it's, it's like a bad date. I'm like, like I'm sure someone else. That surprised me. That. I would think, I would no. think you'd really enjoy it. Mm-mm. Okay. The, the difference for me Sorry. is Instagram is like one, one D right? Like it's like one dimensional. It's like, yeah, you're looking at a picture. You like yeah. the picture. Yeah. You don't like the picture. Maybe there's some videos. TikTok to me is like 5d. It's like there. Yes. There's a video. Yes. It's content, but it's in these like niche communities. Yeah. They're talking about a specific joke. Like one of them is like the berries and cream guy who was like, I have any of you guys seen berries and cream talk. Okay. So like it was like a Skittles commercial or a Starburst commercial like 10 years ago. Yeah. And like some people were fascinated by the commercial. And to me, I saw it and I was like, whatever, this commercial is dumb. Moved on. There's like a whole TikTok <laughs> around the berries and cream. And they're like remixing songs now, like all the TikTok songs and putting berries and cream. The funniest one was like Benny and the Jets, but it was like berries and cream. But there's like this whole community around that. And, and it's, cream. yeah. And it's how all these people interpret a concept. And to me, that's so fascinating. So everyone just making fun of culture. Uh, it's like kind of making it's fun like of a, culture, but also it's like some people that's literally just their identity. Yeah, yeah. Like the, uh, the other one was the, uh, I feel like, I feel like some indigenous person learning a new language, right? Yeah. Now. Like, <laughs> no, it <laughs> is, but it's cool. Cause it is like a, totally. it's like a micro community of yeah. people. I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just know I, once I, I would, once you're in, you're in, it's a rabbit out. hole. Yeah. But I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like incredible humor. Like some comedians just, it's like, you know, when you're like, oh, that'd be such a funny joke to tell someone. Or maybe this is just me growing up. Because I'm like, I'm going to bring that one out later. That's funny. Throw that in the arsenal. And it's like people have a little funny idea and they turn it into a full concept and it pops off. I think my uh, vice is not TikTok, it's food. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I just, anytime I think of food, I just, I just want to go eat it. <laughs> that might not be advice. You might just be a human. <laughs> I I can eat forever though. Like yeah, I, I don't, think yeah. yeah. I think you might just be human. Uh, you're, you're normal. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, that On has that been note. yeah. That's yes. been another episode of the Creator Clubhouse podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. 